Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. Alan Rickman. <laughs> Hello. Alan I like Alan Rickman. Rickman. You know he's why? Dead. Because he's a real. Oh, what? He's dead. When did he die? Six months ago. Really? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Bruce Willis dropped him off a roof. Really? No, he had, like, cancer or something, but he's dead. Bruce Willis, oh, Bruce Willis well, that's did good. drop him okay. off a roof, but... Al- Alan Rickman. Professor Snape? Yeah, I knew that. Hans Gruber. That was Hans Gruber. You know what's funny? I've never seen Die Hard. Keegan? I'm serious. Never seen it. And everybody's all about, oh, Christmas isn't Christmas unless you see Hans Gruber or whatever the fuck his name is fall off some building. Nakatomi Tower. Nakatomi? Nakatomi. God damn it. Japanese? It's, uh, yes. He died at 69 years old. That's a good number to die at, hey? Fuck. He was in Harry Potter. Did you know that? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yes, actually I am. I know you are. Professor I was real, man. I'm having I'm second talking. thoughts about this whole thing. What is that? Because you haven't seen Die Hard. You know what? Let me tell you a little bit of something about movie history here. I watched the Rocky movies, all right? I've watched the first one, actually. Fucking hated it. I'm sorry, but I don't need to sit there and watch in his apartment for, like, I I say well over two hours just talking. Now, I understand that he wrote the script, but... Was he on medication when he wrote the script? I don't know. I'm thinking he was. It's a Oscar award-winning movie. Amazing how that how that is either. Like, I just don't get it. I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something. I don't know. Maybe no, somebody um, can tell me. I don't that's know. That's understandable because you are younger and from a different time. And that's from like the late 70s. And movies were very different at the time. Like pacing was different <laughs> and they were different. So I don't expect an older movie like that to catch and keep your attention. Like I don't enjoy like by today's standards it is not a good movie you know okay now die hard however is only from 1988 i guess you were probably born in i was born in 1989 89 89 when month again november may may well i know your birthday (laughs) because you've lived like half a year in a world without the simpsons no, I was born with The Simpsons. Well, The Simpsons debuted in December 89. That's right, sir. And you debuted in May 89. But they were also on the Tracy, Tracy Ullman, Ullman show. Tracy show, that's right. So technically you never existed in a world without The Simpsons. That's right. So I get most of my crucial information through The Simpsons. Well, so do I. They've predicted the future, man, I'm telling you. Many, many times. Hold on, hold on. we got to do something. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Weekly Nerd Club. My name is Mark, and this is Keegan, you've been listening to. And this is our podcast where we just talk for an hour about whatever we feel like. Um, Yeah, you ever wonder why it's called Plop? It's because essentially we're just plopping it out there for you. 
as you can tell by our debut episode here, we got started before we got started, because that's what happens. Uh, just a quick piece of history, nothing big, we're not going to go into this every week, just this first time, so if you don't hear it later, that's on you. Keegan and I are kind of nerdy people, and basically once a week, it seemed, Keegan would phone me and be like, oh hey, I was like reading this thing on the internet, and like, <laughs> Spider-Man was in like an alien costume or something, can you explain that to me? And then I would go yeah. into a tirade, explaining to him about the symbiote, which went into Venom, which went into Scorpion becoming Venom, and Flash Thompson becoming Venom, and who Flash Thompson was in high school. And basically, it goes into a big thing. We end up talking for about an hour or an hour and a half, and one day I was like, this is a podcast I would listen to. Yeah. So, like six months later, here we are. Yeah, you got two colorful people. One person who's like a giant Wikipedia. The other person... Who knows how to keep it real and then you mix that together you got the weekly nerd plop trust me i will get on your nerves yes mine or everyone's i think everyone's eventually (laughs) i really hope that we have weekly listeners that will actually like contact us and maybe inform me a little bit on how i should react you can send it to him not to me yeah. he'll just play the information to me he can I have the password he can check the email uh, someday we'll have a Facebook page no you know it's it's always crucial to have a mark in your life you know because you, you just be sitting there and you'd be like you know I don't know why that Batman v Superman movie sucked. I, I loved it, Six but I don't know why. Don't know why I don't like it. Because Mark needs to inform you why you don't like it, and then you can have the real conversations. And that's and this is this is it. Here we are. And what are we? What are we on? We're we're so close to Star Wars Rogue One. Yes, we're coming up on Rogue One. I gotta try and watch all seven before that. I don't need to I just close my eyes and they're there. It's there, yeah. Like yeah. I wanna listen to Catalyst as well. Lazy read that. Uh, do you know Catalyst? That's that precursor novel that's kind of leads up to Rogue One. Is oh, is this the new Disney canon? Yeah. It's a novel written by James Lucwin Luceno. He wrote Darth Plagius, which was amazing. He also did Tarkin, I think he did Death Star. I'm not sure he did he's a good writer. Um, Did you remember that I don't read? Some I know, that's why I'm talking about lazy reading it. Let's, I'll read it and relay it to you and all our listeners. All our listener. My mom. Yeah. Hi, mom. Hey, Just kidding. Um, <laughs> Shannon might listen to it at work. I hope so. Good for Shannon. Let's not talk about that's my, her and That's my wife. No, no. no, no uh, there's nothing, nothing negative to say about her, actually. You haven't met her enough. Absolutely, absolutely not. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I just married her this year. I haven't met her enough. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh. But we're not here to depress people, and that would be... <laughs> we're not, we're not here to talk about that. Um, <laughs> but we are here to talk about... Now, are, are so you, what does the precursor give you? I have no idea. I'm not prepared for this. What it gives me is I took a look at it today in the bookstore, and it was $38 for the hardcover. Canadian dollars. Yes, we are from Canada. For all of you, that was twenty-seven. Keep... It was twenty-seven U.S. thirty-eight Canadian. That kills me. Um, I believe, I believe it's about <clears throat> uh, Jin Urso's father, Mister Urso, 
I'm sure he has a name. It's Mads Mikkelsen or Hannibal Lecter or the bad guy from Doctor Strange. Did you go see that by any chance? I have not seen that yet. I didn't think you had. I will eventually. I just, I, you know, like I said, when you get that, you, when you get to the point when everyone else has seen it before you, and you go online and you say, and everybody sits there and says, "Oh, it's actually just Iron Man." It's but not though, but it is. <laughs> but I mean, really, in essence, yeah. every superhero movie is like every other superhero movie. Yeah, they all have so, well, except, for, except for Batman v Superman. <sighs> Even Catwoman had its redeeming qualities. Actually, I don't know. I, did, I did not see Catwoman. Um, now, to my knowledge, this is just a... You've never seen Catwoman? No. Halle Berry? Yeah, no, I understand the movie. I guess you would have been around teen masturbation age when it came out, so of course you'd have watched it. No, I was never really into Halle Berry, to tell you the truth. Race. I seen her in those... No, it's nothing to do with race. She is half white. Is she? Yeah, because I remember... Um, when she won her Oscar, she was all like, oh, my God, this is so amazing for a woman of color to win this this high award. I'd like to thank my mother. And then the camera shows an old white woman. <laughs> it was great. great. So That's to my great. knowledge, uh, Star Wars Catalyst is just like a lead in novel telling you some background. But it's not necessary. Like, you don't you won't be lost if you don't read it. Um, OK, but the official so... synopsis from Wikipedia is war is tearing the galaxy apart. For years, the Republic and the Separatists have battled across the stars, each building more and more deadly technology in an attempt to win the war. As a member of Chancellor Palpatine's top-secret Death Star project, Orson Krennic is determined to develop a superweapon before their enemies can, and an old friend of Krennic's, the brilliant scientist Galen Erso, could be the key. Galen's energy-focused research has captured the attention of both Krennic and his foes, making the scientist a crucial pawn in the galactic conflict. But after Krennic rescues Galen, his wife Lyra, and their young daughter Jin, Jin Erso, the Separatist kidnappers, the Erso family, or from Separatist kidnappers, the Erso family is deeply in Krennic's debt. Krennic then offers Galen an extraordinary opportunity to continue his scientific studies with every resource put utterly at his disposal, while Galen and Lyra believe that his energy research will be used purely in altruistic ways, Krennic has other plans that will finally make the Death Star a reality. Trapped in their benefactor's tightening grasp, the Ursos must untangle Krennic's web of deception to save themselves and the galaxy itself. Spoiler alert, Whoa. they don't. <laughs> that's that I haven't read it, I'm just... I've seen a preview. That's... Wow. Okay. I have a Orson Krennic action figure on its way right now. Six-inch Star Wars Black Series. Now, before Disney took over, was there any kind of knowledge on Jin or anybody that was actually involved in the plans of the Death Star? Because um, we already knew that there was whole... people that died yeah. or apparently died. No, don't. They, remember she says – no. We don't, don't, a don't, lot of don't be stupid. Don't be right? stupid. She Sorry. said that, though. That's rude. No, she, my Mothma said that in response to the second Death Star. Many Bothans died to bring us this information. This is the first Death Star, Keegan. Oh. And I also have a personal theory, which I've, it's not my own theory. I've read it online, that it wasn't uh, many Bothans that died. It was just one guy named Manny Bothans. Is Bothan a race? 
Allegedly. Well, in the old canon it was, but in the new canon it could be anything. So I think it's one oh, guy yeah. that everybody loved. And she's like, Manny Bothans died to bring us this information. And everybody's like, oh, man, I love that guy. Just that one Bothan guy. No, yeah. his name is Manny Bothans. <laughs> it's like Frodo Baggins. Yeah. You know, it's like... <laughs> oh, I was... Yeah. Well, no, go ahead. I was, I was just watching Lord of the Rings the other day. I know you were. You sent me a screenshot of it. How many times does he have to die in one movie? (sighs) Fly, you fools. Um, Anyway, I know that uh, in the old continuity before, and current still, like the uh, the Death Star was started, because you can see at the end of uh, Revenge of the Sith, the Death Star, like the frame was built and they were overlooking it. And in... uh, the climax of Attack of the Clones, the Geonosians were like, rah, click, click, rah, and they held up a little hologram of the Death Star. Like, yes. They can't find our weapon, and Dooku's like, yes. Yes. He was also in Lord of the Rings. We can go back to your point now. Dooku. He was Saruman. He was Saruman. Sorry, so you're saying he, Frodo Baggins. Well, yeah, that, that was kind of a fleeting thought. I'm really not into mixing lord of the rings and star wars together because that would just go way above my head even so let's just stick to star wars there's gotta be a mashup of that online and i will look it up later i'm sure there is um now who built this thing who built the death star Uh, i believe years ago it was said that wookie slaves did it really really well, it, it's not far from the truth. No, but I know recently, um, towards the end of the old Legends continuity, there was a book just titled Death Star. I did not read that one. Well, the Death Star is an amazing piece of power. militaristic power. Power. See, just sorry to get on my little Star Wars high horse for a second. Everybody's like, oh, Episode 7 is just a remake of Episode uh, 4. Oh, there's another Death Star. Where? But it's not. That was a cool. planet. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's the same thing. Like, also at the same time, like, they had this technology and it worked, except for one little thing. You look at reality, history does kind of loop itself, right? Yeah, it's, like, yeah, it's so, I mean, poetic some, symmetry yeah, is what they call uh, it. Oh, absolutely. It's a, but it's just, we had this giant Death Star and it worked. Why not, you know, take 30 years for the technology and expand on that and make this thing bigger and better if we can? Granted, but I'm just trying to figure it, out where it, the hell all these Wookiee slaves are. Uh, like, where are they building they, these things? They because saved a few they're... of them in the first episode of Rebels. Yeah, well, that's if true. hasn't figured it out now, I'm a, I'm a fan of Star Wars. Well, that's right. You are, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, you know, it's this is where it's like, okay, you know, we've got First off, we've got a moon that can essentially destroy planets. That's no moon. Concentrated energy. That's a space station. That's right. So then now we go, okay, now we're in episode seven. We're going to basically take the immense power of the sun and just suck it in to our planet, Mm -hmm. even enough just so that it can rebuild itself just to destroy. That's my question there. Like, obviously, that thing must have had some sort of light speed technology so it could get over to another sun. Or I think that was like a binary system, binary sun system like Tatooine. So they sucked up the sun for the first shot and blew up the 
Casnian Prime, whatever it was called, those five planets with the Republic. Yes. Or, I guess, yeah, you just said it, maybe they only sucked out half the sun for that, but, like, they sucked out the rest of the sun for the second shot, so I don't know what their plan was. That's right. Hosnian Prime. Now, now we know that, obviously, now we sit here and we think to ourselves, okay, the clones are dead of, you know, our famous bounty hunter. Now we have to steal children. Steal children from planets to create the new army. Okay, now that now that that's done, we we have a whole planet that's completely destroyed. Now, where will this take us? I don't know. This is what I love about this whole franchise like, is that you... there's so many different like options and ways. Like, I don't know how many theories that you can see on YouTube. Oh, hundreds. At hundreds least, of at theories. At least hundreds. <laughs> and you've seen that one that I sent you of the film theorist. Yeah, I was going to wait closer to the thing. I did not watch that. But I saw You it. haven't watched it yet? No, I haven't watched it yet. Oh. Can we talk about this? Sure, lay it on me as if it's your own. Alright, I will, because it essentially is not my own. Anyways, so the idea here is we've got Rogue One. We've got a story where we essentially are going to grow with these characters throughout the movie and you know we're going to make action figures of them we're going to basically just pound this into the ground just like the classic disney you know and love I, but the problem I here follow. okay just listen no i do i've got my ray and my k2 sorry not ray uh, my Jin and my Cassie and Andor and my k2so yeah. two death troopers and like i said my krennic's on its way and my shore troopers are on the way anyway sorry yeah Okay, product, right? Yeah. That's what we need. Oh, I mean, Bodhi Rook and Chief Root and, like, the ones they haven't made yet. I want them. Sorry, go on. Again, symmetry is what we're talking about here, too. Is It's what this franchise is all about. So um, the it begs the question whether or not this is worth pursuing for one episode with these characters. You know, we've got a whole group of characters that we can grow with. Each individually oh. has, like, something about them that's very, um, like, unique, right? Yeah, actually, they just announced today, if you're talking about, like, the characters and everything from Rogue One, they, they did just announced the uh, release date for a sequel to Rogue One. Really? Yeah, it's actually May 25th, 1977. Wait. What? The original Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope is the sequel to Rogue One. Okay, well, okay. we're not going to go that route. <laughs> so, no, essentially what this, what, what um, we're trying to lead towards here. Okay, they actually did announce that there will not be a sequel to it. There will not be a there sequel to it. Sequel. Other characters might show up. If any survive, they might show up in other uh, projects here and there. But okay, there okay, take that, one. take that. Exactly what you're saying right now potentially bring characters back how will they bring them back you ask oh i don't know maybe we can uh talk about uh the knights of ren sure have you seen the books that uh state each of the characters of the knights of ren's attributes what they're called like the tank the um the armory the monk and the rogue? I have no... Oh, the rogue. 
Yes, sir. So basically what they're trying to theorize here is that each of the characters that you're going to grow with in Rogue One are actually captured by Darth Vader because we know that Darth Vader likes to keep his captives alive. He always wants to see them alive. What are the odds that after, (laughs) after Rogue One, they end up getting captured because we already see that um, we've got our, our uh, lead protagonist, Jin Erso, in a um, in an Empire uh, out- Imperial ground troop. Yeah. So, you know, they they're, they spend millions of dollars on these fucking like trailers, and everything has meaning. So. Honestly, it just seems like it works too well that they got captured, and now they are actually the Knights of Ren because Adam Driver is actually on record stating that the Knights of Ren were actually there before him, before Kylo Ren. Yeah. Now, of course, you're going to make the leader a guy who uses the Force because, of course, none of these rogues can. But they are uh, well, it strong. Is, is uh, force sensitive? He's the, the force. blind. He's the blind yeah. Asian guy. He's got a bit of the yeah. force in him. Um, is that Chirrut? But, but isn't this weird though? Like this isn't this a weird concept? Because each of the it's characters... a very interesting concept, and it would uh, there is some credence to that in that you get like why is this the first standalone movie? Yeah. Like, why isn't it the young Han Solo movie or the alleged Boba Set or Yoda? Like it's all of a sudden this movie. Of characters we have not seen. We got Mon Mothma, Darth Vader, Bail Organa. Yeah. And none of them are going to be that big. Like, there is no characters we know. And yeah, they're not actually going to And that's what they're leading off with for their first yeah. go at a standalone movie? But you can't just have that standalone and then end it. How, well, how do you – you can't just end these characters. No, but it ends – like, I feel like it's going to end I, – I honestly think a lot of them are going to die. And then it's going to end with hope like that... somebody giving the tapes to, uh, maybe not Princess Leia herself, but somebody on the Tanta before, mm-hmm. like saying like, "Listen, like here you go." Or and there's people, um, like it's uh, Nick Mason on the Weekly Planet podcast, which is good and it's better than this one. You should check it out. Um, I think it's him <laughs> that always talks about how they would like it if like you see Jin or so. Oh, this was before the new trailer showed her in that other uniform, but she was kind of in like a Thai pilot looking uniform. Yeah, and they're kind of like, oh, what if she just got trapped on the Death Star and didn't know what to do? I was kind of running around through the movie, and then Rogue One actually ends with her hopping into a Tie Fighter, and she's the one that just doesn't get shot and bounces off a of Darth Vader like, oh. at the end of Episode Four because there is like Han Solo shoots the one, and then the other guy for no reason just freaks out and crashes into just, Darth Vader and saves yeah. the day. Yeah. Well, Sorry, that is a I, possibility, I, too. I, it's a possibility. I doubt it. I Everything's think... a possibility. Unfortunately, we don't know. But this is what I love about the Star Wars community and oh. what makes Star Wars what it is. Because I, like, even it's... with Episode Seven, there was so many different storylines that you could think no, of. That's exactly it. Like, that's why that is it's the beautiful. best thing that so many people were upset with. And I don't – I think everybody kind of quieted out. I think people are okay with it now. But, like, the – the dismissing of the old novels, the old continuity, and turning it to legends. Like, those all still exist. We can all enjoy them. But in episode yeah. seven, we got Chewbacca. 
he didn't have a moon crashed into him. Do you still have that picture you drew years ago? <laughs> oh, yes, I do. That should be the cover photo. Anyway, <laughs> for those that don't know, in a, a book, 18 years after the Return of the Jedi, uh, a moon crashed into Chewie and he died. And who basically left Chewie on that moon to die? Uh, Anakin Solo. Not Jaden, Jason Solo. What a prick. Was it Anakin or was it Jason? I think you told me that it was Anakin. I, I thought it was, it was Anakin. Anakin. He went on and died. Yeah, because Han Solo's all like, I won't forgive you. Yeah. Prick. But I mean, but now if, if he now didn't go, they all would have died. But Chewie's just like, I'm just going to turn and face the moon and be like, one last defiant growl. And he took a moon to the face. When the moon and hits I, your eye. <laughs> yeah. And I and I managed to uh, document this on some old school work while we were going through university. And one of the teachers was I like. That sounds smart. It was trade school. It was trade. It's university. It's still it's all university. Yeah. That's right. And the teacher says, oh, <laughs> what is that? Uh, <laughs> is that Bigfoot? <laughs> yeah. Was that Bernie? No, it was it wasn't Bernie. It was um, the guy with the glasses. Oh, wouldn't have been Kevin. Kevin knows Star Wars. Not Kevin. Bernie. He, the guy, not Bernie. The guy who, um, fuck, I can't remember his name now. Anyways, it's completely irrelevant to this whole. Yeah. What was that guy's name we just had in third year? I'll beep <laughs> his name. Because you hated him. <laughs> fucking hated that class. <laughs> Fish face looking. Ugh. Oh come on! Like his whole side of his face, man. Like you just can't. Okay, if it, if there's anybody who's like an anime fan in this in this whole oh, universe of so podcast, so Ghost in the Shell, Sack second gig. He looks like the fucking guy whose face has been like pulled up from his middle of his face up to the top part of his fucking bald head. Google this so I can see this guy you're talking about. <laughs> All right, I will. <laughs> I can't remember his name now, but oh. let me just find it. I don't know if you guys knew this, but on Hype, on Skype, um, somehow he shared his screen to me, and I can just watch his screen. <laughs> it's neat. Main bad, main bad guy. <laughs> he was typing bad by that guy. There it is. <laughs> There it is. <laughs> oh, fuck. There's those Japanese names again. Kazundo Gouda. Kazundo Gouda. This guy. <laughs> I can't look at him. You know what? This lad was a good show. I like that show. <clears throat> Anyways, I love Ghost of the Shell, by the way. I don't know about you, but... Wait, have you seen the first movie yet? The original? 1995. Was it 95? Yeah. I saw one yeah. probably in, in 2002. Really the reason you seen it in 2002 is probably because of The Matrix, wasn't it? Because you got reference from the fact no, that... No, because I decided, I'm going to be into anime, and I bought a few things that weren't any good. Then I Don't say that that was one of them. It wasn't as that... bad as the others. I got Ninja Scroll and That's Ghost in the Shell and something else. Those are classics, man. What are you no, talking about? No, I know. I didn't. I just wasn't in the right. Like, actually, now I have a much better appreciation for it, like, since I watched Naruto. 
<laughs> oh, no. Oh my god. Well, no, I. You just like struck like a, a dagger through my heart. Well, no. What? I love Naruto. No, I've watched. Like some... anime because of Naruto. No, I had to be. I had to be led in by the hands, like with Naruto and Dragon Ball and Death Note, and work my way up. One Punch. Yeah. Yeah, One Punch. You know, One Punch watched, Man. I actually only watched the first episode. I've been meaning to get that. It's actually a really good show. Like the and that was actually a web series to begin with. Was it? You can tell that anime. Yeah. My uh, my one thing with anime uh, is I don't like to I don't like to watch it dub. I like to watch it with the subtitles. And it's just like mm. lately I have not had time. Like if I have TV on, I'm doing something else at the same time. But if I'm reading the TV, that like all I can do is that. Yeah, and it, I just haven't had time, but I would really like to get back into One Punch Man. And you know what? For your sake, um, one of these weeks I will watch Ghost in the Shell. You're gonna have to because yeah. we're no, well, I'm not going to have to do anything. There is no script <laughs> on this, so one week I will just watch Ghost in the Shell and I'll drop it on you in the middle of the show. Just like hey, this coming Christmas season, you may as well watch Die Hard one because, like, honestly, you'll love it. You know what? Honestly, I haven't even watched the Terminator. That's fine. First Terminator is actually bad. I haven't watched a lot of two still. I know, and I keep forgetting that you're not my age because you're such an old soul, Keegan. You know, see, this is the thing: is that I love old movies. Give me a nineteen, like sixties, nineteen fifties campy movie. I love them. They're great. I'll fall asleep, but I love them. Airport seventy two. Have you seen Airplane? Um, get these motherfucking snakes no, that's, off my, my what? That's snakes. Snakes on a plane. plane. That's a good movie. I haven't seen it. I love anything with Samuel L. Then you should watch Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah. Die Hard Three. Samuel L. Jackson. He's in it. Yeah, but you won't know what's going on unless you watch Die Hard One. You actually, you can okay. skip Die Hard Two if you want. You can go right from Die Hard One to Die Hard Three. But you may as well not. But yeah, Samuel Jackson is like the co-lead in... Okay, here's a little spoiler alert. It doesn't spoil much. This guy comes back from John McClane's past. That's Bruce Willis. And he's all like, I'm going to get revenge on Bruce Willis. John McClane. John McClane. He's like, I have a bomb in a school unless John McClane does this thing. Then I will blow up the school. And he's like, what? And the request is that John McClane gets buck naked and wears like one of those billboard sandwich signs in Harlem that says, I hate the people that live in Harlem of any... Creed. <laughs> he just hates them all. Anyway, people are like, what? Are you crazy? And they're coming up to beat him up. But then Samuel Jackson is just this shop- shopkeeper named Zeus. And he comes out and he's like, you must be crazy. And he comes out to like help him because he's like, I'm not going to watch some guy get beaten to death in front of my shop despite what his sign says. So he, like, you know what's he so- saves him. But then from then on out, the bad guy's like, well, now John McClane and this good Samaritan have to do all this stuff together. So they kind of get bound together. He's like, I wonder if John unless McClane- they do this. I wonder if John McClane would ever win against Superman. Um, the way they went, of course he would. The first, that's the beauty. The first three, like John McClane was a, well, the first one, John McClane was such a human. He was a normal guy. The second one, he was a bit raised. The third one, he was a bit raised. By Live Free or Die Hard, he was riding a jet, like on the outside of a jet and throwing cars into airplanes. Like he's just full on superhero. The fifth one, I don't remember anything specific because it was terrible. But he was like full on superhero. So yeah, if they do a Die Hard Six, I would not be surprised if John McClane would beat Superman and <laughs> Goku. Oh God, 
we're okay. Not, we're not getting into it. We're not getting into it, but I'm telling you right now, Goku wins. Absolutely. And absolutely. I know. I used to be no, but now that I've watched Dragon Ball Z, absolutely. Yeah. Because they're just on completely different levels. They're from different worlds where the rules are completely different. It's yeah, the same and with, like, Superman would probably take out Thor just because the power levels of the DC universe are so much higher than the power levels of the Marvel universe. Like Exactly. And when we're talking Japanese animation, there is no comparison. Like, I'm sorry. There isn't. But when you, if, when you if have... Superman gives Goku three days to power up. Yeah, but the thing is, though, is that Goku doesn't need it anymore because now that we're inside of Dragon Ball Super, Goku is a god now. That's um, why he's got all this blue hair now, right? What kind of power does he have when he's shooting those power beams? Are they like similar to solar? Uh, yeah, it's collective energy. I'm just saying, because if that's actually similar to the uh, radiation given up by the Earth's yellow sun... He, uh, there is actually that, which is... called the spirit bomb, which yeah. Goku uses, but that one does need some time. Well, it did need time. I don't know if Goku needs to worry about it so much now as yeah. he's a god. Well, no, my thing is if he hits he could pretty well take the, power the sun. Of a yellow sun, then that would just power Superman up. Maybe it would over, you know, it's kind of oh, like a transformer. There is such a thing where Superman does get over, over, overpowered. Yeah. So then it that would like be exactly it. Because, what but the spirit bomb yeah, is spirit from the sun, from the people, from the planet. It's oh, every bit of energy from everything. That's right. So there you go. You know, this you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Confirmation that Goku would beat Superman. And you could take that one to the bank. You could take it to the bank and the teller will be like, no, we just take money. Um, yeah, it is confirmation that Mark and Keegan think that, uh, honestly, I do think it's ridiculous that people have this argument. Like if you can find a way to level the playing field, sure. But like I said, they're from different universes with different rules of physics and just like Krillin could probably beat up Superman. That's not, that's not no, true. It's not, it's not true. Vegeta, could. Vegeta is unreal. Uh, I even think, um, what's that guy's name? Mr. Piccolo. Piccolo could beat him up. Like, the power levels of Dragon Ball Z are over 9,000! Piccolo from planet Namek. Yeah. A whole planet full of Piccolo. Oh my god, he's half Saiyan, half Namek. (laughs) But he's got a baby dick. Have you seen that? No. Oh my god. I'll send it to you after. Oh, great. I don't know what it's called. It's called, like... It's an an animated... uh, Dragon Ball Z fan fiction by uh, Dorkly, I believe. You know what? I might actually. Oh, yeah, I've seen Dorkly before. Yeah, there's yeah. a little tagger on the episode here. I'll throw the audio down for that. It's like two minutes. It'll be a nice little fun bit on the end. Okay, that works. And I and I think we should also uh, put it out there that if uh, if anyone has any questions, comments, or concerns about what they're hearing on this programming. Please send it to somebody who gives a fuck because we ain't hearing it. No, and just just to be clear, <laughs> but honestly, I, though, just to be clear, I give a fuck. Honestly, though, so, I say so send it to us because I do give. Send a fuck. us, yeah. I'd love to hear some feedback. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, I would love to. That's of course, good. anything to make this, <laughs> anything to make this channel any better. Well, yeah, you, know? you guys are the ones listening to us. Hopefully, yeah. If you guys got any sort of topics, because obviously, as you can tell so far. We're pretty well up in the air for everything. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think that's how we'll just keep going. 
Because honestly, like, what, we've gone from Star Wars. Star Wars to Dragon Ball Z. We were in Die Hard for a bit. We're, we dabbled in the black arts of Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. Well, hardly. <laughs> hardly, but. Wait, uh, yeah. you got to so, save some for, like, That future, is right? weeklyplop at gmail.com, W-E-E-K-L-Y-P-L-O-P at gmail.com. And don't worry, we will have a Facebook page eventually. Yeah, it takes two minutes, we might as well do it. Um, give us you a five-star rating on iTunes if we're on iTunes. <laughs> Can they listen to us on Spotify? I, because Spotify does have podcasts. Okay, if you have listened to us via Spotify, then yes. Who knows where you're going to listen to us from? You could be hearing us well, what from they say? YouTube. Uh, Stitcher, Here. iTunes, all your general podcast catchers. I actually use podcastaddict.com, but no one ever mentions that one. You know what? I don't have a Twitter. Don't bother trying to catch me on Twitter. I don't have time for that. I don't have Tweet. Twitter either. Not a Twitter twat. Um, I got a if we take off and somebody wants to be our official Twitter, we'll accept. You can take care of that. Yeah, I mean, I hear about people doing sure. that. Like you can run our official Twitter. See, normal people have like pre jitters when they do their first episodes. They're like, "Oh man, what are they going to think of us? You know, are are they going to like us? They they try too hard." So I'm not you even, guys are here. Partly through, I forgot that we were doing this, and I thought this was just our weekly phone call. Yeah. See, this is what it's all about, is trying to make it comfortable and to be more relatable to the listener, right? So this is how we do it. It's like if you guys were actually like sitting here on a phone call with us talking about this. You can agree. You can disagree. You can do whatever the fuck you want, man. Yeah. This is the you can do whatever you want. Um, <laughs> yes. If you want, you can uh, memorize what I say and then re-edit it and take everything out and then listen to it again with just Keegan and say the stuff that I would have said and it kind of seems like you're having a conversation with Keegan. Hey, who doesn't want that? Shannon? Yeah. Well, <laughs> she's given up a long time ago. Oh, did she? Well, I guess she said yes. Um, What's up? What are you up to right now? What am I up to right now? What are you? uh, What are you? What are you? Are you playing any games? You're watching anything on TV? Any movies? Reading any comic books? Okay. Well, here's the fun part. So, I really got into Overwatch. I saw that. You know, Overwatch is amazing. It's such a well-put-together game, and they actually state it. Now, there's not a lot of numbers on Overwatch right now from Blizzard because I think that they have to do a lot of diving in deep on what they actually have for profit for the game. But they're actually stating that Overwatch is probably going to outdo Call of Duty for the fastest-selling and most-played first-person shooter. Which really? is crazy because they've got it on all platforms. They got it on play, uh, PlayStation, yeah. Xbox, PC. I thought, started out on PC. I thought I thought the highest one would have been Gotham Underground. No, Gotham Imposters. Gotham City Imposters. Never. Mind. Honestly, I would have. I, Did you play that I, at all? I I you know what I played? I played Ducktales. That was a good game. Oh, the remix. 
Sorry, anyway, yeah. you were talking about Overwatch. Okay, so I was on Overwatch, killing it. Then Sombra mm-hmm. came out, and I was like, all right, now the meta's changed up. But we wanted to go ahead to go to the, one of the things was um, you you want to get a, a new skin for one of the old characters, Genji. So you start playing Heroes of the Storm, which is another Blizzard game. This is a game that Blizzard is failing on miserably. Nobody plays it, but they said, okay, why don't you play 15 games with your friend and you'll get the Oni skin? And it's this crazy ninja skin. That's actually a smart move on their part. It's a very smart move. Blizzard is not dumb. Yeah, it's a free so, game. They didn't have to pay to download this Heroes of the Storm. Oh, it's, it's a free game, 100%. Okay. Then so, we start, and, and Heroes of the Storm has characters from World of Warcraft, Diablo, Starcraft, and Overwatch. So, we start playing Heroes of the Storm. It's a huge relic of what Dota and League of Legends is. You essentially have heroes fighting against each other, trying to take over all of these towers to get to the main tower to destroy the enemy. The best thing about Heroes of the Storm is that it's got so many maps that are like basically um, nods to certain maps throughout Blizzard games. So you've got, for Diablo, the battle between the angels of good and evil which is just amazing because you can actually watch these two angels fight each other it's amazing and then you've got um the temple of anubis Anubis. this is something from overwatch and there's just there's even starcraft maps where you actually get to like unleash zerg assaults on the enemies it's amazing but of course it goes either way right so what uh Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. You I was just going to say, like, what is this? What's Hearthstone? Hearthstone is a card game based off of World of Warcraft. Okay. So it's characters from World of Warcraft in its own in, in its own system of card game, and it's an, actually an amazing card game. I stopped playing that because when I play video games, it's weird with me. I'll play video games for a long time, and then something will catch my attention, and I'll start playing that one for a long time. Then I'll go back, and it's just, it's, um, I've been doing that with Minecraft for years, and that's actually what I'm doing right now, is I'm actually playing Minecraft a lot, because I needed a break, because I reloaded myself through Overwatch and Heroes of the Storm. They're making a Minecraft movie with Steve Carell. Yeah, what the hell is that? I don't know. I don't know how they're, I don't don't even know, I don't even want to talk about that. You know, he did that children's movie. Harry and the Alexander and the terrible, terrible, no good day or whatever. So they're like, oh, kids love Steve Carell. Children love Minecraft and keep it. So they put them together. <laughs> yes, children. No. Anyways. Anyways. Warriors on the storm. Warriors on the storm. Yeah. Heroes of the storm. On the lake. So Heroes of the storm is a really good, well put together game. I really enjoyed it, and for the first 15 matches, me and my friend, we really enjoyed it. So we enjoyed it so much after we got the Oni skin that we didn't even go back to Overwatch. We played another 30 rounds to get more characters in Heroes of the Storm. And before I went to go spend any money on Heroes of the Storm, I got the hell out of Dodge, because I know myself, 
and I would have spent money on heroes and costumes and everything else, and I would have made Blizzard another 25 bucks. I don't know. Anyways, so I haven't even touched Overwatch since I got the Oni skin, which is just unreal because I was playing Overwatch religiously. Now I'm playing Minecraft. So that's essentially my gaming story. I haven't, you know, I've got a PlayStation 4. I haven't touched that since Doom. All right. I played Doom. It was a good game. Ever since after that, it was like once you started realizing that you only had the same maps over and over and over again, the fun kind of died out, and that's it. Okay, I watched a buddy play for 10 minutes. It's a cool-looking game, it was but... It nice-looking. But, yeah, no, the, the gameplay just dies out after a while. And then if you're playing Duke Nukem, well, the gameplay dies out the second that you buy it. Mmm, Duke. Nukem. I can't remember what he said. I wanted to say groovy, but I wasn't sure if that was right. He says, I want to chew bubblegum. No, I want to chew bubblegum. I want to kick ass and chew bubblegum, and I'm all out of gum. See, and you probably are like, oh, that's great. That's a Duke Nukem original line. No, you know what I do? John Carpenter's They Live. That was Rowdy Roddy Piper that first said that line. I I am here to kick ass and chew bubblegum. Sorry, go ahead. What do you do? I go on Overwatch, and I say... (laughs) Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. (laughs) No. (laughs) I chew ass and kick bubblegum. And I'm all out of gum. <laughs> I get a lot of lulls on it. Yeah. It's so I one. have been playing uh, <laughs> the Lego movie game. <laughs> I played, really? I played it briefly with my son. He's four. And it was a lot of just taking the controller from him to control the other character and doing stuff. <laughs> it's nice. It's got a good split screen, so I can just kind of go do the level while he stays behind. <laughs> but I kind of want to really play it without him because it seems like a good game. Like, I really like those Lego games. Have they ever come out with an idea where they could just, like, do online competitive – or not competitive, but co-op through the Lego games? Yeah, I think they all have it. Oh, I know, okay. I don't, I don't know if they ever took it out, but as far back as uh, the Complete Saga, Lego Star Wars, you could play online with people. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Just two, just two people. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it's been online. To the best of my knowledge. Um, uh, and as far as TV, I haven't been doing much. After we finish this up, I'm going to go watch the Flash and Arrow, part of their big crossover event. Oh, yeah, the Flash I don't have time to tell you about how awesome the Flash is. You never gave it a chance, eh? I never gave it a chance. What you know, the fact Did you ever get to Daredevil? Never touched it, and I never will. Listen, you know what? When I sit there and I see this kid that's playing The Flash on TV, and then I'm getting ready to see the new movie of – Yeah. You know who he looks like? He looks like Jimmy Fallon. Ezra Miller? The movie or the TV? I can actually see both of them looking like Jimmy Fallon. The one in the trailer looks like Jimmy Fallon. He does, yeah. So why don't you watch the TV one then? You know what? King Shark. Yeah. That was cool. I know. That was cool. That was. But that was probably the only cool part about that whole show. Uh, right now, they've actually got a character named 
I want to say Salazar. I don't know if that's right. And he looks like Megatron. He's a full CG like robot character. And I don't know what's going on. He's like an embodiment of the Speed Force or something. I don't know. Do as Megatron commands. I love that. That's Elrond from Lord of the Rings. Um, I don't know. Right now they're doing a big four-part crossover, which is like it started on Monday on Supergirl and then goes into Flash yesterday, Arrow today, and then finishes up on Legends of Tomorrow. To, tomorrow. <laughs> We're recording this on Wednesday, November 20th, 30th. Uh, yeah. If anybody's wondering, I don't know when it'll be out. Anyway, um, it was really upsetting because I knew this was going to happen. Like this, the four-part crossover begins tonight on Supergirl. And then we had a full regular episode of Supergirl. And then like mm. the last two minutes, a portal opens and the flash comes through Barry Allen. He's like, hey, remember when I came and helped you out and you said you'd help me? And she's like, yeah. He's like, okay, let's go. <sighs> so I was like, so really the crossover technically started on Supergirl, but the didn't, you know? Is he still fighting the reverse Flash? The one that likes to, like, no, the reverse have Flash. sex with What? That didn't happen. The reverse <laughs> Flash is actually a villain on Legends of Tomorrow now, because they're, like, a team of people that jump through time. But what was it that the reverse Flash did again that... He killed Barry's mom. No, okay. he did something no, else. Spoilers for the Flash, if you want to talk about just the, the feels. Okay, so... The beginning of season one, uh, Reverse Flash goes back in time and kills Barry's mom and sets into motion okay. events that make him become the Flash, right? right? At the end of the first season, the Flash figures out how to run back in time, and he goes back to that point and watches his mom get killed, and he's like, oh, I can't do it. If I stop him from killing her, then I won't become the Flash, and I won't have the life I have now that I love so much. And he went and talked to his mom just as she died, and he's like, I'm sorry. And it was very heartfelt. Got you right in the feels. Your buddy Kevin Smith cried like a baby on the internet. And then we go through blah, blah, blah. At the end of the second season, he actually goes back in time again. And there's like four flashes in the room at this point. Because that's it. He goes back in time the first time. And another flash is there and says, no, don't do it. So he doesn't do it. But anyway, this time, another flash goes back in time. The other two flashes are like, no, don't do it. And he's like, okay. And he actually saves his mom. Um, mm. And then creates a whole flashpoint. And, but then he has to go back at the end of, I think it's just the first episode of season three. He's uh, kept the reverse flash like in prison this whole time. And the reverse flash is like, this world is different and you know how we can fucking fix it. You know what we need to do to fix it. And he's like, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. And eventually he's, the world is getting, like people are dying and the world is bad and he has to go back and fix it. So he releases the reverse flash that okay, go do it. He's like, no, you have to say it. <laughs> and he's like, what? He's like, you have to say it or I won't do it. And he's like, I need you to kill my mom. <clears throat> I don't know. So it's just wow. Yeah, it's like sick and twisted that he. And then he goes. You know what's really sick and mom. twisted though about the Reverse Flash? Is his masturbation skills. What are you talking about? Well, think about it. He does everything in reverse, right? No. So can you he's imagine simply, like what's happening simply, down there? He has a costume that is the reverse colors of the Flash's colors. Yeah, but he does everything in reverse, no, he right? Does not. He does not run backwards. He doesn't breathe water. So he, so he doesn't splooge backwards, then, is what no. you're saying? I was grossly misinformed. Actually, I can't say whether he does or not. I'm fairly certain he would not. Oh. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I'm going to be watching <laughs> that. Uh, but 
the thing that's going to upset me also is it's an alien invasion on the Arrow and Flash and Legend of Tomorrow crossover. And on the episode... Kaijan... Wait. John Jones? Kaijan... Okay, or the Ong Bak? What is it? The Ong... What's the Star Wars alien invasion? Yu Zhang Bong. Yu Bong, that's right. Star Wars. Um, this is actually. Oh, I think it's man, we'll the... never get to see the Ozhang Bong. <laughs> you never know. I believe these are called the Devastators or something. They're from some invasion crossover in the comics in like 1988. But anyway, on the episode of Supergirl tonight, there was this virus. Crossover that... from Marvel, I'm sure. No, yes, no, what? No. There was, on the episode of Supergirl, they had this biological weapon that could kill any aliens and would leave humans and Kryptonians alone. And I just, I don't, Why? I, long story, but I just feel like, like you think if, the, if they're over on this other earth fighting, like, I hope they at least mention it. I hope at least the Supergirl's like, oh, I, on my earth, we just had this bomb that could kill aliens. Like we could use this and wipe them out and just make this a two episode crossover. But that probably won't happen. But either way, I'm looking forward to it. You know what I'm looking forward to is I don't uh, know. picking up the extended cut Suicide of Squad. Suicide Squad. I'm actually waiting for Christmas because I'm hoping that somebody gets it for me for Christmas. Love because that ginger. Look, Hear that, listeners? Somebody buy Keegan this piece of crap. Sorry? Nothing. I don't know. That's right. I don't know. Actually, I enjoyed Suicide Squad. I don't. I don't like what yeah, DC is doing by having an extended version of all their movies. I still haven't seen the extended Batman v Superman. I've not revisited that film at all. Apparently, you see a lot of blood splatter Ooh. from Batman because they added blood splatter whenever he shoots somebody. That's so that's kind of cool. True. I know they added some story and stuff, and some of it's more justified, but the movie still. I just a really want to see. Like this. I want to see justified um, Jared Leto Joker because he put a lot of hard work into I that. I still and, don't know how well it was. I'm not a fan of that Joker. I am. I know you are. I'm a fan of that Joker. I'm also a fan of the Jack Nicholson Joker. Uh, the love gold that Joker. I'm a. To me, there's only Mark Hamill. The Joker oh. from the animated series. Of course, man. Yeah. That. That was amazing. Even that, the animation of his face and everything yeah, was just fucking menacing. Joker to me, and I'm not. A, I don't hate Heath Ledger's Joker. I just that's not the Joker to me. Heath Ledger's Joker. Like they're all is, different interpretations. I get that, but like for me, they it's are. Mark they're Hamill, different eras. And Cesar Romero, like Cesar Romero, was the comedy. Um, well, that's yeah. That's who the, that's who the Joker was in the '60s, right? Like he wasn't. A yeah, but also, clown. so was Batman. Yeah, no, that yeah, like the Adam West Batman was Ex- what wait, it was. Excuse me, no, what did you just say? What did, what did you just? That's what Batman Joker was. Wasn't a psycho. Ser- he was Joker like... started. Joker started out as a serial killer. Yeah, no, but in the sixties, in that time, he was everything was camp. Yeah, everything was camp back yeah. then. But yeah. Yeah, I got that time. No, but if we're talking like beginnings, no, we're talking Joker. In the 30s, Batman was a killer as well. So he, yeah, and there was also a lot of more sex in comic books too. They don't have sex in comic books anymore. Do you know why? Because of the comic book, what is it again? The comic, the comic book, book uh, code that Marvel hasn't uh, used on any of their comics since the mid 70s. That's right. It's like um, they have their own like. That's what I recall in uh, 2001, a copy of Alias, where Luke Cage fucked Jessica Jones in the bumhole. So there was sex well, in comics. 
I was I was in the max line though. It was like for adult readers. That's right. So yeah, I think we're talking more like oh, there's general. still sex in comics, not like sex, sex. But you see, like I remember in one, I think it was uh, what was it called? Avengers, the Mighty Avengers. I believe there's a scene of Tony Stark and Carol Danvers, Miss Marvel. Just like laying in a bed after sex. It might have been She Hulk. And I do recall there was another one in uh, Uncanny X Men and Chuck Austin. Chuck Austin, you want to talk about sex in comics? Chuck Austin's run was nothing but sex in anything, but there was a She Hulk and Juggernaut in a broken bed. Like I said, there's no sex scene full on, but there was another one, um, an Avengers it, it, he did. Why, it, it basically yeah. Well, there's an Avengers he did that you can see uh, the wasp looking downward at her cleavage with tiny little Hank Pym just dripping, walking up. So, I mean, heavily implied. Holy shit. Yeah, Chuck Austin, man, don't even die. Archangel and Husk had sex up in the air above the Xavier Institute, like, in front of her, her mother, like. Wow. Don't get me started on Chuck Austin. I'm sure that they have, the, the comic books have their ways. Now, I can't remember what the hell that whole association's called, but they basically just regulate. It's basically like your your TV ratings for movies and stuff like that and yeah. whatnot. It's just basically to regulate the whole oh, I know, because people were kind of getting mad at the fact that there was yeah. like sex and violence. And, no, just, and that's like, why they came up with the code and everybody had to strictly adhere to that and say there was no drugs, no sex, not too much violence. But in the 70s when uh, Harry Osborn was doing heroin or whatever drug he was doing, they were doing like a very special episode or issue on not to do drugs or whatever, and the comics uh, code authority would not approve of it. Mm. So Marvel said, you know what, screw it. Like, we don't think there's anything wrong in this one. It's telling an important message. So they said, we're going to print this one without your little seal on the front, and Marvel hasn't used the seal since since the 70s. Oh, wow. Yeah. So DC's really the only one that adheres to it then? I don't even know if they still do. I think it might be gone. We're going to have to do more research on this. Yeah. See, and that's what you get on the weekly plop, where we don't, uh, we, well, yeah. we don't even know what we're going to talk about when we start. So, actually, I think this went well. I think so, too. We have lots more to talk about. I know, but we I should mean, wrap it up. We'll try to keep them about an hour. Yeah, I think so. About an hour seems about right. Cool. I mean, we don't want to bore these poor people to death. No. Do you have a sign-off catchphrase that you'd like to use when... weekly? <laughs> Um, Wuzzle Wuzzle? Yeah, everything from The Simpsons. Everything from The Simpsons. Uh, okay, uh, and I will sign off saying Keegan's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no. Well, he's, uh, he's said a few intelligent things actually this week. You guys, you're in, yeah. you're in for a treat because. You're in for a treat because now it's just going to get nothing. It's, it's going to get worse actually. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, this this was fun. Thanks, Mark. That was good. Hey, no problem. Thanks, Keegan. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you guys next week as we dive deeper into the recesses of our minds. Yeah. <laughs> Prepare to die, fool. No! <laughs> Brian's here. We are saved. Sorry I'm late, father. What? But I thought Brian's dad was a boring accountant. No, he is secretly half Namek. That's why human acne cream has no effect on him. You're Brian? 
No! But Jason McNally says you have a baby dick! That was before he fused with Goku and grew pubes! That's right. My bush is way thicker than Jason McNally's now. Hey, Frieza, try this on for size. Bananas that can go Super Saiyan? My power level is 11 billion. What? No way! <laughs> uh, uh, I'm sorry, Brian. You're so strong and cool. <laughs> Please don't kill me. Suck my dick, Artard. <laughs> Special Beep Spirit Bomb A Hame! I'm proud of you, son! Wow, Brian! That power beam went all the way to Earth and destroyed Jason McNally's house! I hope his parents get divorced! Brian! Bulba! So that ended weird. Uh, this is Mark here, just back to give some credits for this quick episode, because I love to give credit where credit is due. Um, you heard some music inlaid over there. I'll just run you through that really quickly. The first one we had at the near the beginning is Behind Closed Eyes by Giant Ibis. Uh, you can find him on SoundCloud. He does really amazing work on there. I think you should check him out if you like that stuff, wave music. Uh, later you heard Star Wars music by John Williams, Lucasfilm Limited, Bantha Music. I'm not sure who gets the credit and owns that. Uh, later was Enjoy the Silence by Key Theory. It's uh, from the new Ghost in the Shell trailer. I just really like that song, so I put it in there. Uh, and then later we're talking about Heroes of the Storm, what Keegan was. Uh, and that was, I don't know, Chromie music from Heroes of the Storm. I found that on YouTube. And then the little clip at the end there, the Dragon Ball Z fan fiction by Dorkly on YouTube. He actually does some really funny stuff, and you should check into that as well. Yeah, we'll catch you next week.